0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for more Total Drama Island. We are in to the final four, final five episodes. I don't know how many episodes are left. We are at the, what should have been the final four, but we're at the final five again uh, with a surprise castaway edition. Uh, In a literal Castaway-style episode, um, we got a very interesting episode to talk about uh, with a full crew this time, so let's get right into it. Uh, I'm Rossi, if that's even my real name.
0: And my name is Colin, and sweet mama and a sidecar going 90. My name is Jared, and uh, sorry
2: Rossi and Colin, I'd invite you in, but there's only room for three.
1: <laughs> you could have kept it at six That's still would have been good enough for me too <laughs> so um off line or off line off air I guess uh, I te- t- t- talked to Jared about this episode and I said that episode's coming up I'm not really looking forward to it I don't think you remember this as well as I did uh, but now that you've watched it Jared how would you feel about it
2: oh what a waste um I just feel like we've got so many unconventional episodes recently uh that I just feel like the momentum's really being lost in the show and then like this comes along and it's another unconventional waste of time episode. Um I do think there's some good stuff in there and I feel like uh this could have worked and I like all like the castaway references throughout but um it just doesn't work as its own episode, I don't think.
1: I will say, Colin, that when I first, like, was trying to get you into the season, there was obviously a few moments. The Lindsay thing was one of the things I was interested to see about. But one of the things that I felt was most interesting to you was probably going to be this episode. Um, and I was just curious to see all your thoughts and all the castaways things, I clearly can tell you like Mr. Coconut, and I don't know, I just expected (laughs) you to like this a lot more than either of us, um. I'm wondering if that's true
0: well I, I'll say this I don't hate this episode it's it's not bad um, I think that there's problems with it which I'll get into throughout the episode here but the idea behind it is fun uh, that you have a challenge without them realizing they're in a challenge uh, you know it, it, I think I just think that this would have been much better used when there were more people and, and this could just come down to the fact that you have four characters left and none of them are really interacting with each other throughout the episode so it just seems to be a series of gags Uh, when it started I'm like oh this actually seems like a really cool idea and then throughout the course of it I, I checked my notes and I realized that half of my notes were just the captions not matching the audio meaning the Cartoon Network audio that's on Netflix Canada and the original teletune captions that are on netflix canada um because i think there was about six or seven dubs in this episode and that's what i spent the most of my time taking notes on it's just it doesn't amount to much but i think the idea behind it is cool i liked it
1: uh for all the negativity i had going in when i was teasing with jared i was like oh this episode i liked it way more than i thought i was i felt like it was just fun um Maybe because I knew the result going into this episode, I knew that um we were gonna lose our dear dear friend Mr. Coconut at the end of the episode. So I like prepared for like the the letdown of it already. But it was just I thought it was so much fun. I thought that something really I felt different about this episode is that everyone was alone. Everyone didn't care about talking to anyone else, which is so opposite, I feel like, of everything we've gotten, like everyone's had those challenges where their, had their time to shine, but that's in like working with teams or something like that. Like this felt like truly like the first, like one person competition moment. I don't know. It just felt very different for me. So I guess I appreciated that. Um, my only critique of the challenge is that it felt very similar to the last episode or not last, the last challenge uh, where they had to, um, why am I forgetting the challenge? What was the challenge that they had to do last? Capture the animals? I don't know. I feel, Maybe it was the last episode, but shut up, Colin. Oh,
0: that's why I confused them. Whoa. Sorry, can I start my comments over again? I just
1: felt very similar to a challenge we may have seen. I don't know, if, like...
0: <laughs> can, can I just pause for a second and just say, Rossi said shut up, Colin, I think, before I said anything.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
2: Actually I think the last episode was the three legged but three armed race thing. I
0: don't know. Oh, it yeah. felt
1: it felt similar to a challenge. I don't remember what challenge it was. I thought it was last episode. Somewhere it felt in the similar. season. And they referenced like, oh, this was just like this. Boney Island in the episode too. So yeah, I don't know. There's just maybe they're running out of uh unique camp camping uh, tasks that they can do
0: was was uh, it Boney Island because there was that one line where I think Heather said oh this is just like on Boney Island
1: maybe I, I've, there are 300 challenges in this season
0: Rossi <laughs> do you know where you are <laughs>
1: it's just your typical post
2: merge endurance challenge that all blend
1: together <laughs> yeah I, I was a little confused when they didn't have the puzzle at the end of the challenge <laughs> Anyway, uh, tangent and sidetracking. Me not knowing the, the show as well as I say I do. Aside, uh, I, was this set up. This is the one thing I didn't understand at the beginning because Chris is like, we've had it so easy, and then, like it doesn't rain up here as much. And he's like, now we're going to make it rain. Like, was that <laughs> real rain? Like, oh. was that, or was that the only one who like wasn't sure?
0: I I think that's what they're alluding to. Uh, which goes back to probably my least favorite challenge. The uh, Was it the phobia factor one where they had weather machines that were creating hail and lightning and stuff like that? Uh, it, it's just, I understand it's a cartoon, but there, I think there reaches a point where it, it's so implausible that it's not even necessarily funny. It's just sort of like, well, that really doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I think that's what they're, we're getting at here, that... that they were creating the rain because he even kind of motions I think when um, when he gives that line uh, he, he kind of like says oh, okay you know we're, we're going to do this and then he sort of motions up to the sky as there's lightning uh, it's just it it feels weird and it doesn't necessarily land as a joke
1: Yeah, it was more confusing because it, it like looked like he was being like oh wow it's actually raining here and then it was like A lot of references to where they are and and the climate of uh where they're supposed to be and confusion about with that
0: coconuts Uh, we're in northern ontario
1: (laughs) yeah and palm trees and dinosaur skulls yeah a lot of um misleading props and misleading directions with that but normally the episode is centered around the challenge i feel like I don't even know if this was a challenge. Like, it didn't seem planned by some of the commentary. So I'm just going to say the episode was centered around them getting stranded on this extra deserted island. They've got, like, Boney Island and now have this extra deserted movie island. Um, I don't know if that's a teaser for next season or what, but they have this movie set that they, like, had left over. And no, they're not fake rocks. They're real rocks that they lost three interns to put (laughs) there um and essentially it's them trying to survive in these conditions with no as Gwen puts it no real shot at being rescued because they're idiots and so essentially the whole episode is them trying to survive in the elements and everyone has their own approach it became a everyone every camper for themselves and, and it just kind of devolved from there I thought there were some good stuff, especially with their interactions. Like, I thought Heather finding the cabin was, like, a fun thing. Like, all of a sudden, she's, like, we're stranded. And then she walks across, like, a full treehouse with, like, bunk beds and and just a whole bunch of options for shelter and everything. And then, you know, Gwen trying to get off the island. uh, Hunter. Duncan trying to hunt on the island. Just every sort of different way that they were trying to, to navigate Colin, what were some of the standouts in, in, in at, at least at the beginning of this episode before we de- devolve into war tribal paint?
0: Well, I'll, I'll save all of my captions not matching the audio for later because uh, that was the real highlight of the episode. But for me, what really made this work was Chris and Chef getting confessionals. Like that was something I didn't expect to see, and it just it worked so well, especially in an episode where the contestants can't really have confessionals. The contestants can't really talk to each other for at least half of the episode. So it, it was, it was a nice break. And, and yeah, every time that they make comments about interns and losing interns, like I think the, the line was something like that was worth every intern we lost. Like I love <laughs> the jokes that kind of point you towards, you know, deleted scenes where interns are dying all over the place just for the purpose of this show. It's just so cruel and unnecessary. Um, I don't get a lot of what went on this episode. Um, Let me save my big question for last, but I think what what I do get is and you guys are going to know better and maybe I'm going to look like an idiot in three, four weeks, but uh, this setup for some type of drama that may come out later where all the contestants revealed something about themselves off camera. um, Which I think was, you know, like... uh, It's like, oh, for for Duncan, oh, that's how you ended up in Juvie. It's like, oh, yeah, but it's not nearly as bad as what, you know, uh, what what Gwen did. And then Heather, I think, was first. And it's like, yeah, but it's not even like as bad as what Gwen did, if that is your real name. Uh, I hope that this comes up again, because I think what I really loved about last week's episode, which I wasn't on, was that it introduced new ideas that I don't think you would have thought of in the show. Like, you know... Courtney is trying to manipulate votes in Duncan's favor and, uh, you know, all this stuff that you you wouldn't consider could factor into the end of the game. So I hope that at some point we get a moment, maybe in the finale, where these secrets are revealed. And now, just before we go to the vote, let's see all of your deepest secrets, and they reveal that. Uh, If that doesn't end up happening, I say that the writers um, should be fired from the show that is now no longer on the air anyways, but they should be fired because it's such a great setup that I, I would love to see that.
1: All right, Colin has spoken. Uh, well, good job. They already lost their jobs. So, um, <laughs> in,
0: in this economic climate where people are losing their jobs all over the place, we just need to fire them for any reason we can find.
1: Yeah, some continuity issues <laughs> and, and writing problems, they got to go.
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about my question. Okay, so did I blink or did Jamie sneeze and I missed some audio? Like, Was there ever a payoff to the Owen, is it a fake beard or is it a real beard?
2: no pale
0: it's so weird because i thought immediately okay well this has to be a fake beard because he says it's been like 11 minutes or something like that and then they continued to bring this up throughout the episode where everybody would yank on it and he'd go ow and they'd go what's with the fake beard and somebody else would yank on ow what's with the fake beard and then he just shows up at tribal at the end and it's gone and there's no mention to it i liked it the way they did it um (laughs) you like no answer I felt like
1: there was... Well, you should be fired,
0: too. (laughs) All right. Good. (laughs) You host. I'm done.
1: You're doing next episode, too, right? You're back. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I thought it was fine. Like, I thought the gag was enough. Like, of everyone just pulling on his beard. That's obviously, like, probably not real. Like, but, like, somehow glued on his face or something like that. I just thought that was funny. Like recurring gag that they kept using. Cher, did you like the beard? Were you a fan of the beard?
2: I did like the beard. I think it works. I don't think there needs to be a payoff. It's just Owen with his Castaway reference and 11 minutes of isolation. Um, I think it works. Um, I don't think a whole lot else about the episode works. I love that they mentioned Nanaimo Mm -hmm. bars. Um, because that's top of my list of things to do when I visit Canada Uh, forget locations and sites and whatever else straight away just like the best Nanaimo bar possible would be great Um, other than that I like the scenes with uh, Duncan and Gwen and the uh, killer bird slash pterodactyl egg I think are fun and then I think this is like the Owen highlight reel episode um, best episode of the season so far for him, definitely. I think I said that about some other episode, but I retract that. It's now this episode. Um, and maybe that's why I hate it, because uh, <laughs> Owen oh, is the best episode. Best character in this episode. I just think everybody else is boring. I do like the uh, um, off-screen uh, secret reveals, and I love this uh, Gwen fake identity uh, plot line if, if she's either Gwen at all. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a whole heap of good stuff in here.
0: I want to add on Owen. Um, I mean, I agree. I think this is a really good episode for him, even though they get into some of the gross-out humor, they get into a lot of fat jokes, but the jokes are just funnier this time. Uh, the, the thing that I really liked, which I don't think I should have, was the Malamar thing that kept coming up over and over again. And, and it was really just the, the last joke, where, you know, they're the eye spy with my little eye something, and then Duncan's like, let me guess, it's a Malamar. It's like, you got it. <laughs> I just, it, it, it shouldn't have been funny, but it was funny.
1: Yeah, Owen, strong, heavy episode. Um, better performance than probably his entire season so far. Um, and they didn't rely on the fat or, uh, like, fart jokes to carry him through. Like, they had their own storyline. It closed, started and closed at the end of this episode, but it wasn't about being fat or farting or burping or being gross or being hungry. It, like, had layers. It was good. It was a good episode and his, for his, Owen. his uh, tan
0: lines? Like, how great was that?
1: <laughs> yeah, his, like, intense tan lines from, like, spending maybe... 11 out of the 11 minutes in the outhouse so like not getting any sun anyway uh it was great and the fact that he had this like full beard and like he had this like skull on his head and everything like he was like fully committed to the bit and it was just it was just it was an almost joy to watch I'll say because it's that one (laughs) Uh, we also get the introduction of the newest character to come into the Total Drama franchise, we got Mr. Coconut. Uh, are you a fan of Mr. Coconut, Colin?
0: I mean, any reference to Castaways, fantastic. Anyways, that's one of my favorite movies. But um, <laughs> it's another thing that shouldn't have worked. The, you know, it's just Mr. Coconut, but then it just kept being used over and over again. And then I do get the you know the frustration of you have this episode and then the payoff is a coconut goes home. But I think in an episode like this, that that's really the only way you could have ended it. Because it, when you're down to five people, I think you need something really big and dramatic if somebody is going to go home. And when none of them really got the chance to interact and they didn't realize they were in a challenge, you know, it just seemed fitting that the coconut is the one that went home. Um, I love the hair on top of Mr. Coconut. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great gag. I like it. Uh,
1: Jared, are you a coconut fan? Um yeah, I think so. I think it's a it's a
2: funny joke. Um I obviously don't like the payoff in the fact that it it takes away from kind of a whole episode. Um but I do think that it's funny and I think in like a different episode earlier along the line it could have worked well.
0: I imagine if they'd done this with the fuzzy bunny. Mm. I, no, I I'm being serious. Oh. I think if, if they had done that, you know, because that was DJ, right? Who had the, the, the bunny? Yeah, so yep. uh, if they had done that, you know, doing it with a character like Owen, I, I think that's... I'm not going to say it doesn't work. I still thought it was funny. But the idea that somebody's prized possession would go home, I, I kind of imagine the breakdown of Katie and Sadie being broken up. If they had done that with the, you know, the, the bunny and DJ just as a cruel joke to play on DJ. I mean, we could have gotten so much more out of DJ. DJ becomes angry. DJ, the next episode, he ends up trashing the set and gets kicked off the show, you know, for, for destruction of property and and making threats. It could do like, you know, a big brother type thing there. Look at the ways we can rewrite this show. They could have actually done something with DJ by using this earlier in the season.
1: They were saving it for the clearly, uh, better uh, prop character
2: <laughs> can i just say mr coconut's best moment is when he gets shot through the head with an <laughs> arrow hands down
1: that's that that is a really good like funny sequence where like there's just an arrow that comes flying through the air and, and owen oh, and freaks out and goes back into the uh, outhouse and then duncan's like maybe i should have made more than one, one <laughs> arrow It's just, like, such a good sequence. And then he just, like, goes crazy with his knife, like, moments later. Uh, If anyone needed – no, no one should have gotten invincibility. Never mind, I take (laughs) that back. Uh, But uh, one of the things that, like, I thought was enjoyable about the episode was sort of the way that they did some of the things where – you know, Gwen's like building this raft and all of a sudden, you know, Duncan's like, Oh, maybe this is a good idea, maybe I should join her. And she's like, I'll give you the egg for the ride. So I thought that there was some stuff that like they kind of carried the episode despite the fact that no one was like producing the episode in the sense, like from a reality TV perspective, like no one was there hosting or the show. But I felt like they did a good job of like pushing it. Uh, we're talk constantly also get references to everyone taking food from Owen's snacks.
0: Yeah. Nobody um, knows it's there. And then they cut to the shot of like a mountain underneath a blanket on his bed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like I think Chris or not Chris chef maybe mentions it later or something like that. Like it just, it just is an obvious thing. And it should be no surprise that Owen is like hoarding food. I also loved all of the kind of cuts that we got with, Chris I think you, you mentioned it before Colin but the, the Chris and chef mm-hmm. cuts that we got like in the confessional and then like when they're like playing limpo and, and um, this is the one when they were talking about brunch right just talking yeah. about <laughs> that drove me crazy because brunch is not a third meal <laughs> in the day because Chris said it's, it's when you're done digesting breakfast and you're not quite ready for lunch you have brunch <laughs> which last i checked is a replacement of the two but, mm. um, but there was Day, so it was all forgiven
0: i have to add to Kristen... that to just cut you off for a second uh, i don't think there was uh any line in this episode that made me laugh harder than uh when they're finally at tribal and chris is like well it's been a grueling day chef and i are really worn out <laughs>
1: He's just feeding into that line of he's got the the rough life and they're they're having it easy, like pressfully being obnoxious about this whole thing the whole time, and 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 like it gets even more so when when the rain comes at the end of the episode. We can't fit you in the the trailer; it only fits six. <laughs> it's just such a good line. Um Eventually, like, everyone gets back together in the episode where they all kind of reunite. Um, Heather attacks Owen because she thinks it's impossible to grow a beard in 11 (laughs) minutes. Um, And Don tribal paint as well. Uh, But they reunite and then they tell their stories like we, we were talking about, which I thought was fine. Like, Colin, you didn't seem to appreciate it. But I thought it was a fun way that they handled it, just like not telling the stories and then. Leaving the rest to our imagination. No, that's the
0: part I liked. What I didn't, what what I didn't like was the no payoff for Owen's beard. But I I loved the, oh. the fact that they tell their stories. Now, if they don't pay that off later in the season, I'll be frustrated just because I think that would be a great way to bring some drama. Into and then finale. they
1: don more tribal war paint. I loved the fact that Duncan got like the full kiss look. <laughs> like, I just thought that was such a fun thing to do. Like everyone's got the same look, and then Duncan's completely different. Uh, which I thought fitting character fitting, but also really good. Um, and then the fact that Owen takes the snake out by dropping the coconut on its head, and they're like, "Why didn't you do that hours ago?" And he's like, "We wouldn't have bonded." <laughs> I was just like Owen. Oh, and... Owen's really great this episode, but also the worst this episode. Uh, and then they go to the tribal council and vote off a coconut, I guess. Or Chris decided that the coconut shouldn't be. I don't know what what happened, but the coconut goes. Uh
0: I I guess that as soon as he, well, as soon as you see them sitting there and Mr. Coconut is being held by Owen and then they cut to the four marshmallows. Like before even the contestants are like, wait, there's only four marshmallows there," or there are four marshmallows. You kind of get it right away.
1: So
2: no, no suspense for you? No, because I... Do you
0: didn't think Heather
2: was going to get blindsided by the <laughs> yeah. coconut and no well, one... Hey, that on would it. have been
0: fun if they did that. And it's like, wait, coconut got a vote. Uh, but I think that they did this earlier in the season. I Maybe I'm wrong, but I remember at one point where it didn't quite match up with like the, the amount, but they didn't reveal that until afterwards. So you're sort of looking and seeing, hey, there's three left and there's three people left, but maybe that was just in a dream that I had once. I don't know, one of my many recurring... Total Drama Island Dreams, um, but it feels like they had done that before, except not come right out and saying, hey, How there's one for everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the payoff would have been better if we had seen them actually vote for Mr. Coconut. Mm. I just think there, was, there could have been some good comedic moments, even if it's after he's gone, if they do the whole like flashback con- voting confessional, which they've done before, but just I think it'd be funny to see them actually voting him out rather than it being as it seemed to be more of like a a Chris thing of okay let's get this additional character out of the show
1: yeah I would have loved to have seen Heather's vote for uh Mr Coconut as uh, or even... to do our,
2: our ranking of characters because I think uh Mr Coconut as a contestant is going to rate quite high <laughs> a very strategic player <laughs> good edgy episode for Mr Coconut
1: yeah uh Invisible all season until this episode, uh, but could have managed his threat level, so was voted out on his one and only tribal council. So,
2: a Lashawn storyline.
1: <laughs> yeah, we lost Lashana, but we got Mr. Coconut in his place. So worth. Uh, Jared, did you remember this in watching the episode that this was Mr. Coconut's episode to go? Um. I think I figured it kind
2: of partway through when it kind of came back to me. But leading into it, I didn't really remember anything about Mr. Coconut at all, to be honest.
1: So you thought this was, like, maybe one of the four was going to go this episode? Yeah, I think,
2: like, maybe halfway through, it it kind of triggered, and I did remember that, like, this is, like, an unconventional Mr. Coconut vote-out. But definitely like before this episode started and when you were really down on the the episode beforehand, I did not remember Mr. Coconut being even a character in the show at all.
0: Can we go back there for a second? Uh, Because I wasn't on last week's episode. I I heard (laughs) part of your recap. But were you guys high on that episode or down on it? Because I loved it.
2: (laughs) High on the episode, down on the outcome.
0: Yeah, well, the outcome made no sense. I actually somehow missed that Lashana was gone, or I just thought, okay, well, this is a joke. And it wasn't until the intro started for this episode where it goes, and a surprising turn, Lashana was voted on. I'm like, wait, did that happen? But the rest of the episode, I loved.
2: Didn't you see her wide eyed face as she gets kicked off to the, onto the boat of losers from the dock? No, of I must
0: have missed that part. I mean, my favorite part of that entire episode, which is completely off track of this week now uh was izzy peeing in the pool it was just the the most expertly told joke uh i think ever for izzy it was izzy's shining moment it's like i need to go to the bathroom just standing and you know what's going on and the obvious choice would have been for her to go okay i'm done but instead she just sits there silently and then starts swimming and then everybody freaks out yeah great episode
1: great episode we hated the outcome uh clearly you didn't know that there was an outcome to it. Well, I knew when I
0: started this episode, but again, I watched them back to back. So, you know, you you blink at one point and then you catch it uh, about 10 seconds later. But I I, I do get what you're saying now, especially having had two episodes back to back where one, there's a frustrating outcome for a character. And then two, there's a character who's not a character who goes home. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, hopefully next episode, we get an actual episode elimination. (laughs)
2: back to normal too many like the the, like Lindsay boot, LaShauna boot, Mr. Coconut boot uh, DJ going home in kind of odd circumstances Uh, there's just not hasn't been a lot of clarity about uh, the votes and I think I kind of hate that there hasn't been like strategically it's been too strategically light like we've Mm -hmm. got moments of alliance building but then it goes away and then we're not sure if people are still together anymore like I think this episode, to work better, needed to set up some things moving forward, which I really feel like it didn't. This was, if anything, just a real standalone episode that you could probably watch without having seen any of the rest of the season before.
0: I, I completely agree with Jared. I-, I think I even mentioned this earlier in the season, that um, the problem they ran into is that they had so many characters that they may be saved their big moments for late in the season and they didn't factor it. It's, it's easy to have a Courtney vote out because she was a major character you know um, but when you come down to the Jeffs the Bridgets the DJs the Lashanas uh, they didn't do enough to build those characters throughout so the only way you could vote them out at the end is for it to be cheap because it's not never going to be satisfying because there's no real storyline or strategy behind it and I, I think having w- what they did last week with LaShauna, having the people who have gone home have their say in a vote out, it really should have amounted to a major player going and not somebody that where it, it's kind of just little scheming and manipulation, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Agreed.
2: Mm, as we wait. <laughs> the return
0: <coughs> can you hear Casper upstairs yelling I'm hungry or, or something like that no is, is Owen his favorite character <laughs> you know he, he although that was more of a Gwen this episode <laughs> Casper really likes the same thing we run to with the Simpsons I try to show him the show and then he will flip out during the theme music like he'll love it he'll be dancing around uh, in the case of the simpsons he'll even scream when Homer screams and then as soon as the show starts he just goes off and starts playing okay just for a quick sidebar here uh, I wanted to before I forget go through all of the dubs uh, at least we can assume they're dubs because it is the weirdest thing and i i don't know Jared are you watching this on Netflix Australia or are you watching on you know youtube or daily motion how are you watching it
2: I have changed around. So I was, I normally watch on uh, YouTube, which I believe is the uh, American Cartoon Network version. Um, but then because it ruins kind of some of my favorite moments, like the Lindsay meltdown, where <laughs> in the original it's bleeped out and then we get mean of a girl, which is funny as itself, but not the same. I have gone back to just watching the DVDs I have, which is the original Teletoon version. Which I want
0: to see that because I I, this episode had more dubs than I've ever counted. I I usually watch this with uh, subtitles on now since, uh, I don't know, a couple episodes ago or whenever it was, I discovered that the subtitles don't match and that the subtitles are likely it was the boobs episode, I think, where I realized that, because all the captions were saying boobs <laughs> and the the audio was not. Uh, this episode, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least seven dubs. Some of them very questionable. So uh, let me start with the not-so-questionable ones. Um, starting off with, I don't remember if this was a line that was directed towards duncan or owen but uh i think it was heather that said to them in your dreams nerd which the caption says in your dreams perv so i understand Mm -hmm. Teletoon, you know didn't exclusively geared toward kids cartoon network probably did they didn't want the word perv let's replace with nerd fine um we already know their you know issues with the word suck uh this day is really stinking uh, was replaced with uh, or that was the replacement for this day is really sucking um, by the way people can hear or he, if you can hear Casper stomping on the floor he's a very close to sucking as well <laughs> but people can buy now uh, our Total Drama Island logo inspired shirt of can't say sucks uh, over at our new Oz Network Tee Public store you can find it at tpublic.com slash user slash OZN or OZN uh, if you are one of the Cartoon Network uh, uh, <laughs> Americans. But uh, it's done in the style of the Total Drama Island logo. You can buy that now as well as other shirts we have there. Um, other ones that are, I guess, you know, not so questionable. Uh, We're Gonna Die on This Stupid Island was a replacement for We're Gonna Die on This Freakin' Island. So Maybe the idea of what freaking is replacing they want to replace with stupid. Um, and Owen saying, uh, having his Owen gets famous fantasies, uh, fulfill any of Owen's Owen gets famous fantasies was a replacement for Owen gets jiggy fantasies. Uh, knowing what the word jiggy means, understand, but why famous was the replacement? Like, you Um. could use anything. Uh, Now the really questionable ones. There's two of them here. Any goofball was the audio that replaced any moron. So moron is a very offensive word, I guess, because they replaced it with goofball, but that's in one sentence with any goofball stuck on an island with two cool girls replaced two hot girls. So referring to them as hot girls was offensive, but cool girls not. Now the big one. Um, When they reveal this is like from a movie set, the line in the Teletoon version is supposed to be these are leftover props from the Bigassic movie shoot or Bigassic Park. Obviously a play on the word Jurassic, but they're not going to use the word Jurassic Park. So they say Bigassic Park. That was replaced with Dinosaurus movie. They didn't even make it park. Like, apparently the word park was too offensive. So, leftover movie props from Big Assic Park was replaced with leftover movie props from Dinosaurus movie. (laughs) What? Ah, my favorite. (laughs) Dinosaurus. Automatic buy. But not Dinosaurus
2: Park, because that's too offensive. No, you can't do that.
1: Rossi... no comment it's just it's so some of these are so unnecessary like even maybe i'm overly critical of like the thing but it's just like some of them are so unnecessary so
2: i just don't think i'll ever get over the fact that they got rid of the (laughs) e plus c inside the heart on, on, on the back of courtney's head like Oh no, we, we we can't leave that in. Like, I just don't understand some of the choices. I would love to be in the room where, where they make these decisions and, like, okay, let's look in our uh, thesaurus for alternate words we can use here.
0: Like, jiggy. What's another word for jiggy? Famous? Is that what jiggy means? Yes, that's what jiggy means.
1: <laughs> you gotta, after a while, just, unfortunately, you were watching it with the subtitles that didn't line up. Like, I just kinda gotta accept it. Unless it's obvious, a.k.a. Lindsay episode. You just got to ignore it. That's how I go with it.
2: And clearly uh, Owens get famous. (laughs) uh, Fantasies are disgusting and repulsive to Heather. (laughs) Even the notion.
1: I mean, they're both kind of (laughs) gross. Let's not uh, imagine that too much. But are we good to rate the episode? Colin, what are you going to do? What about camp castaways? What are you going to do?
0: like i said at the beginning i don't hate this episode um i just i don't think it completely worked but i think there is enough good stuff in here uh there's enough enjoyment uh and it it was nice to take a bit of a sidebar from a challenge and present a challenge that maybe was or maybe wasn't a challenge uh at least in the mind of the contestants and uh yeah some of the Owen stuff was great and then the Chris and chef confessionals will push me over the top i'm not gonna buy it but I'm, i'm definitely gonna give it a rent
1: Jared, what about
2: you? Uh, this for me is a bin. I just don't think it works, and I do think it has lots, lots of good ideas. I feel like it's almost like th- three separate episodes in one. You've got this idea of them doing the whole um, being stuck at summer camp in the rain, being stuck, I suppose, at school in the rain. Like It's like the worst thing ever, which I thought was a kind of a fun idea that would have been nice to have a challenge based on that. Then you have this... Uh, is it a challenge, isn't it a challenge plot, which I think is is fun, but they've kind of done that before with the whole uh, serial killer movie thing. And then you have the castaway references, which I think are great and kind of the shining moment of this episode. Uh, You could potentially even spin a future season based on the idea of a movie plot. Um, But... I just don't think it works in terms of the pacing of the show. And I just wish the whole castaway stick was just shoved into another episode because it would have fit in anything where Owen got lost and he's gone for five minutes and all of a sudden he's turned into this bearded madman. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a bin for me.
1: Going in, I was definitely a bin. There was no way I was like, oh, this episode. But I liked it way more than I thought I would. So I'm going to have to rent it uh, just because I thought it was a lot more fun. Um, and even though they dubbed many ridiculous lines, uh, it was still a, a decent enough, uh, episode for me to, yeah, I gotta rent it. it. It just, it was good enough for me. So, that'll do for us. Unless there's any last comments on dubbing, or edits, or Nanaimo bars that we want to get to.
0: There would always be comments on Nanaimo bars, but, uh, I, I will save the listeners the time, and they can just... When the borders open, come to Canada and try it for yourself. Yeah, if you want to know the recipe, watch uh, The Amazing Race in Canada. They've got it
2: down pat.
1: (laughs) Yes, with with extra stunts. So it's exciting for viewers to watch too. Uh, But yeah, that'll be it for us. Uh, Colin, good having you back.
0: It's a pleasure to be back. And although you will not hear me next week, you will hopefully hear me the week after
1: you better be here though, yeah. but we'll get to that when we get to that uh, Jared as always good to have you
2: thank you it's, it's, it's been enjoyable despite uh, the terrible episode
1: and that's it if you're a cool girl you'll definitely want to download this episode <laughs> um, and I've got to go be- play it out by uh, getting famous uh, fantasies so <laughs> goodbye
0: Thanks for downloading this episode from
2: the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple
0: Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider.